What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to the program. So it looks like the fifth friend of the Kansas City Three has now been identified And he's somebody that's been friends with these dudes since high school. And according to this other friend, whose name is Alex Weimer Lee, well, he wasn't the last one to see his three buddies who ended up dying in the backyard of Mr. Willis. So this is one of those stories that we've just scratched the surface. There is a lot more to come and a lot more, obviously, that we have not been privy to. You know that they have a lot more evidence. You know that they know a lot more than they're telling us. But according to the authorities, just to be clear, this is not any kind of homicide investigation. But with that said, we have three grown men who are dead in the backyard, right? We have to get some answers here. There has to be a reason as to why these men died. And for my money, I still think that it's going to end up being something to do with drugs. And I know you don't have to be Inspector Gadget to go out on that limb. But when you look at something like this and you look at the situation... I can't logically look at it and say to myself that anything else went down. Unless, of course, they were poisoned by their buddy for some reason or other, which there's no evidence of that. So my guess is these guys got some bad drugs and they ended up ODing after doing whatever they did. It could have been something as mundane as smoking a joint that was laced with fentanyl. And how does a joint get laced with fentanyl? Pretty simple. Either it's done on purpose, right? Or... The dealer is weighing up different drugs on the same scale. So there's residue from the fentanyl on his digi when he's weighing up his weed. Because remember, drug dealers, they don't just sell one drug for the most part. When you have a drug dealer, a lot of times they have various different drugs that they could dip into so that they can make some money, right? And if you're a drug dealer, you're not weighing your drugs on different scales. You're using the same scale. So there's going to be residue from that fentanyl. It could have easily gotten in their weed. Somebody rolls a bone, a joint, and before you know it, everybody's ODing from the fentanyl. Now, again, I'm not saying that's what happened. I don't know, but it's certainly a possibility. This article was published by the New York Post and the headline, Fifth Kansas City Chiefs fan at a party where three friends were later found frozen to death ID'd. This article was authored by Catherine Donlevy. The fifth man who attended a Kansas City Chiefs watch party and left before three of his friends were later found frozen to death in the host's backyard has been identified in a new report as Alex Weimer Lee. Weimer Lee went to high school with David Harrington, 37, Ricky Johnson, 38, and Clayton McGinney, 36, whose bodies were discovered 
outside of Jordan Willis's Kansas City rental home on January 9th. Two days after all five friends were there to watch football, the Daily Mail reported on Friday. So none of this makes sense to me. I have childhood friends that I've been friends with, not since high school, we're talking elementary school. My oldest friends, I've been friends with these guys for, we're talking going on 35 years now. And when you've been friends with somebody for so long, you know when things are out of sorts, right? So like, for instance, if my friends were at my house and we were all partying and then I decided to go to bed and I woke up the next day and their cars were still out front, I'd have some questions. I'd be calling people. I'd be searching around my house, looking for my friends, the whole thing. Because that's what you do when you care about somebody, right? You don't just go to bed for two days, never hear from them again, never, you know, answer any questions that are being shot towards you by the family members. Just act like everything's okay. I'm going to hang out in my tidy whiteies with my wine glass. Sorry, none of that makes sense. And honestly, I highly doubt that anybody listening to this podcast would accept that as the narrative if it was your relative who was found in this state. Now, for me, if it was my relative, I just want answers, right? I'm not looking to, you know, make anybody guilty if they're not guilty. I just want to know how my loved one died. Was it an accidental overdose or was it something much more nefarious? It was previously reported that Weimer Lee, according to his attorney, Andrew Talgi, arrived at Willis's home at about 7 p.m. January 7th and left around midnight while the four other men were still awake and watching Jeopardy. And this whole Jeopardy thing, a bunch of grown-ass men hanging out at midnight at their buddy's house to watch Jeopardy, I don't buy that either. Now, if you're sitting around by yourself, maybe, oh yeah, I'm going to watch some Jeopardy for a little bit, cool. Or maybe, if you cop the buzz, and these dudes are all high, that's what was on TV or something, but I highly doubt these dudes got together, and they were like, you know what, let's go over to Mr. Willis's pad and get together and watch some Jeopardy at midnight. Does that sound logical to anybody out there? Does that sound logical to you? Not to me. And I know for a fact, if somebody told me that's what was up with my loved one, I wouldn't buy it for one single second. Weimer Lee did not respond to requests for comment by the New York Post. You blame him? I wouldn't comment either. I would have my lawyer do all my talking. Even if I did nothing wrong, at this point, the last thing you want to do is get caught up. So like I always say, any sort of dealings that you might have with the authorities, get yourself a lawyer. Do yourself a big time favor and get a lawyer, because if not, you're going to walk yourself into a trap. Police found Harrington, Johnson, and McGinney's bodies in Willis Rental Homes' yard two days later during a welfare check after scores of calls and texts to their phones went unanswered. Again, how can you tell me that you were sitting around for two days in your tidy whities with wine getting bombed or whatever and you're not looking at your Facebook not once? You're not looking at your emails. You're not looking at work calls. I don't buy that. As somebody who worked in the corporate world for basically his whole life, I know that's bullshit. You never have a day off. This guy's a scientist. He doesn't look at his phone. He's not checking emails. So save that bullshit for somebody else. And frankly, the more that I analyze this and the more that I analyze what Mr. Willis had to say, the less I believe his narrative. Now, again, I'm not saying that he set out to hurt his buddies. I don't know what happened. But something obviously happened to three grown men, and three grown men don't just drop dead in the backyard for no reason. Willis was also unreachable. 
His lawyer has said that he had been asleep on the couch next to a loud fan while wearing noise-canceling headphones for nearly two days. That is one hell of a nap. I mean, what was he having? An etheric meeting? Like Mother God? I used to like to take naps when I was younger, right? But never a two-day nap. Maybe if you roofie yourself, you're going to have a two-day nap, but you're not having a two-day nap naturally. There's no way. I don't care how many pairs of noise-canceling headphones you're wearing. I don't care how many loud fans there are. You're waking up. You got to go to the bathroom. There's things going on. So that leads me to believe that if this is the case and he was sleeping for two days, he was sleeping off a drug bender. So that just goes right back into my theory that this was drug related. And then the question is, where did these three dudes get the drugs from? Did they get it from their buddy Willis here? Were they the ones who provided it? These are all questions that have to be answered. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. The case is not being investigated as a homicide, and police have emphatically said that foul play is not suspected. Weimer Lee was childhood friends, with the three men found dead and Willis from their days at Park Hill High School, according to the Daily Mail. And one thing that drug addicts do do is they'll leave their friends wherever. If somebody dies of an overdose, they're getting out of Dodge. They're not sticking around. And that's because they don't want to get in trouble, right? They feel like they're going to be in jeopardy of being busted. So the last thing they want to do is stick around. Now, in this case, a little different. It's at your house. How are you going to explain this? The best thing to do is call the police right away and say, look, we were all doing drugs and something happened to my buddies. He didn't do that either, right? He's going to go with the excuse of, I didn't know, I don't know what happened. I wasn't out in the backyard. I don't know that my friends were dead. Now that might work legally speaking, but when we're talking about from a moral standpoint and we're talking about from the standpoint of public opinion, you're not doing yourself any favors. Photographs on social media show Weimer Lee and his friends donning Kansas City Chiefs jerseys with massive smiles plastered on their faces. And I think that's one thing that's been forgotten throughout this whole thing. And that's these three dudes are dead now and their families are never going to have them around again. They're never going to have, you know, these pictures when they're watching the ball game with their buddies ever again. And that's all been taken from them one way or the other. Now, we don't know how that happened, but one thing that we know for sure is that there were five healthy adult males at this party, and only two of them are still alive. According to his attorney, Lee received a text from McGinney's fiance and from Johnson's mother, both asking about their loved one. Lee texted both Willis and Johnson, but did not receive replies from either. Lee's lawyers 
version of events contradicts several statements made by Willis's attorney, John Paterno, including that Willis saw all four of his friends out around 2 a.m. and then went to sleep on his couch. It also contradicts Paterno's claims Willis did not receive any texts, only messages via Facebook Messenger. Messages for Talgi were not immediately returned. Loved ones for the victims have publicly pointed fingers at Willis, with Harrington's father saying he's not buying the HIV research scientist's version of what happened. And I wouldn't be either, honestly. If this was my brother, my son, forget it. There's no way in hell I'd be believing any of this. In fact, I'd be hiring the best private investigator in the world that I could afford, and I'd be unleashing him or her on the case. Willis's family is standing behind him, however, asserting that he is grieving the loss of his friends in the bizarre case. And look again, I'm not saying that Willis was out here trying to hurt his friends. It's my suspicion that maybe Willis provided the drugs. And it was those drugs that led to the deaths of his friends. And looking at everything that we know, that seems to be the most likely scenario. He would never in a million years do anything, Jordan Willis's father told The Post on Thursday. These were all good friends of his. These were people he went to school with, and he took them to a football game the day before for the Chiefs. Well, okay, and you might be correct about that, but what about accidentally? What if he got these drugs from somebody and the drugs were laced with fentanyl, and this is the result? So we're going to have to wait for that toxicology report, like we've been talking about for the last couple of days, but certainly the narrative that we see here doesn't really fit. And all that we're hearing from Mr. Willis and his version of events has already been blown out of the water by Mr. Weimer Lee. And unfortunately, that leaves us in the same place as before. With more questions, then we have answers. All of the information that goes with this episode can be found in the description box.